Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. The reason that we make any decision is we're actually driven by emotion rather than logic. So the logic has still got to stack up, otherwise there'll be a dissonance difference. But we do everything, we stop and watch something or we pay attention to something, we use something because of how we want to feel. And we're not going to watch something that, unless we really have to, that's super dry. We want to get information across in a way that's really entertaining and accessible and human and positive. Well, hello, welcome to episode 149 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. My name's Ian Anderson-Gray. In this episode, we're talking about how to be more creative and innovative on your live shows. My guest today is Dr. Joe north let's get on with it right now welcome to the confident live marketing podcast with ian anderson gray helping you level up your impact authority and profits through the power of confident live video optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera get confident with the tech and gear and get confident with the content Content and and marketing. Together, we can go live! In today's episode, we're talking about how you can be more innovative and creative when it comes to your live shows. Maybe you don't feel very creative. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you think you're a bit boring. Maybe you're stuck in a rut. Maybe you're just not feeling like it right now. Well, in today's episode, we're going to show you how to be more creative. And I'm very excited about that. I, I, I would say that I am a creative person. I love being creative. But still, I go through times when I feel like I'm stuck in a rut or maybe I'm not feeling like it. It's easy to kind of pump out the same content all the time. And so sometimes we need a bit of help, a bit of a spark of creativity, a bit of inspiration. Well, today's guest, Dr. Joe North, is going to help us with that. So uh, I want to just introduce Dr. Joe North to you. She is founder and managing director of the Big Bang Partnership Limited, a consultancy that specializes in helping businesses innovate and action creative ideas. She uses her unique background of academia with a PhD in entrepreneurs and innovation and a hands-on experience working in multiple sector leading businesses at board level to implement complex projects. She uses this dual experience to mentor senior business leaders and whole teams to innovate, enact business strategy and use creativity in business. Welcome to the show, Joe. Good to have you here. <laughs> oh, wow. what, a, what a great welcome. What a great intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> Indeed. Good to be here. You yeah, should be used and, to this. You should be used to all the praise because uh, well, you, you won an award recently. Tell us about that. Oh, oh, thank you. Yes. Um, I was uh, so honoured to win an award for, um, for uh, inspiring female a business leader of the year for for the northeast for, from the northeast England uh, chamber. So really, really honoured and, and privileged uh, for that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh well, congratulations! Absolutely well deserved. You were saying just before we started recording that you're you're located just outside Hartlepool. Have you lived in the northeast of England most of your life? I mean, where have you where have you kind of been around? Yeah, I went to university um, in Oxford. Um, I've lived and worked in Yorkshire and Bristol. And until the, until this summer, actually, I lived in Ripon in North Yorkshire and then relocated. I wanted to be a little bit more by the sea. So I really enjoy that. It's a beautiful part of the world. 
and mm. being by the sea is good. I mean, I, I'm trying to think the last time I saw the sea. Actually, no, we did go to Cornwall in the summer. So there we go. So I have seen the sea. Uh, but <laughs> tell us how you got into what you're, you're doing now. You, we were talking about just before about the fact that you, you work with so many different types of businesses from small to big, uh, different sectors. You were talking about working with museums and in the nuclear industry and lots of other different things. I mean, I, I think it's amazing what you do and you wake must wake up every morning and think, wow, wow, what am I doing today? This is like new and exciting. And I think that's fantastic. But how did you get into this? I literally this? do sort of skip to work and get excited. And, yeah. uh, and it's really, and the thing is, it's about the people that make it so enjoyable and so wonderful. So the connecting factor with people and their organisations and they, they want to do great things. You know, they can see potential and they really want to tap into that which is very cool. And we all have different, uh, different creative and innovative, how we use those uh, and, and how we, you know, how they come across, how we display them um, that makes the difference. Definitely. Now, unfortunately, you're cutting out occasionally, but we can, I th- we think we're just about able to, like, to, it's just occasionally. So hopefully I, if, if I ask you to repeat something, Joe, that's just, you know, uh, that's yeah, what we get. Okay. We get, it's just what we get on live video sometimes. It's absolutely fine. But um, that's awesome. How, so like, how did you get into what you're doing today? Did you just like wake up when you were a teenager and you just suddenly thought, this is what I want to do? Or was it a long journey to get to what you're doing today? No, I actually um, wanted, I was really into languages and I really, I wanted to be an interpreter. And then I thought about that again and realised that actually if I was interpreting, and um, what I was doing was I was helping um, communicate other people's ideas. So that was, that was good. But I've got a real strong desire to learn. And so I wanted to learn more about business, about people, about leadership. And, and the different jobs I've had, from languages at university to accountancy to HR to sales, marketing, all sorts of different roles in different sectors, and just accumulated a whole wealth of of different skills really and the common thread again is about uh, finding new space finding potential and then creating plans to go after it so I got into it really organically and then I started to study it and um, and put that knowledge together with what I was doing intuitively and now I use it to help other businesses. That's fantastic and you see I love the way you're looking at that it's a really positive story I think some people can think, oh, well, I did this and then I went on to that. And and they almost look back at it in a very negative way. Like, oh, well, that was a bit of a waste. You know, why did I bother doing that? But with what you're saying, and I totally agree, same, similar thing in my life, all of those things have helped shape who you are today and how you can help all the businesses that you work with. I mean, I'm sure you'd agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's sort of the whole patchwork and rich tapestry of things. And when we combine that with um, with the people's experience and uh, and creativity in the business, then that's where magic happens. And I think, you know, if we're looking to be more creative and innovative, it's it's really also being inspired by others and trying to get that that connection. Um, I mean, Steve Jobs said that uh, creativity is really joining, you know, connecting the dots. He said it's connecting things. I say it's joining the dots, but you've got to create the dots in order to join them. And we're all rich with um, all sorts of insights, experience. And um, it's bringing that to the surface and then it's, it's thinking about how we can use that um, and deliver that content to help others. 
Definitely. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Now, this is this is going to seem like a silly question, but I, I need to ask it. What? Why do we need to be creative? And do you think all businesses? I'm trying to think of a, a really kind of boring business, but there are some businesses out there that could. Say, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I know you've got. A, I know you've got a view on this, so I use this word: accountancy. And, and accountants are, I think, very wrongly accused of being boring. And we, we both know accountants who are not like that at all. But uh, why is, is creativity important across different sectors? Creativity is important because the world's constantly changing and we're all in business to help a customer somewhere solve a problem. Or if the world's changing, what people are going to be needing and doing and in, you know, what they're interested in, it's going to change over time. And we need to change and evolve with it. So there's been huge change in the accountancy sector. Um, we can now do so much more ourselves using programs like Sage or Zero or uh, QuickBooks um, and, and others, you know. Um, so therefore, the role of the accountant is changing. And I think it's about them thinking how they can add more value to supporting business growth rather than necessarily just doing um, some straightforward bookkeeping. Uh, that that now is so simple for people to do, for instance. So, um, and if businesses don't change and if businesses don't cut, keep up, they become irrelevant over time. And that can take decades or it could take, you know, a couple of years. Um, I mean, look at Uber uh, and the taxi market. And, yeah. and Uber came in and, and really transformed that. And of course, they're not a group of taxi drivers saying, how could we do taxes differently? Um you know, they, they are sort of software tech, um, entrepreneurial experts. So sometimes this change can come from outside and from places where we're least expecting it. Great point. Great point. So let, let's talk about live video briefly before we talk about creativity and innovation, uh, because I know you've embraced live video quite a lot in your business Emma, and, you know, content is obviously important for you podcasting and, and blogging and all this kind of stuff. I'm just interested. Why do you, why have you embraced live video? Why do you think that's an important uh, format for creating content? Well, um, Ian, you've, you've actually inspired me with, with live video. So since we first met, and I think it was back in, I don't know, 2019 sometime. Um, so seeing what you're doing with live video is inspiring. Um, I also love live video because it's immediate. It's not without its issues. You can connect, you see people, you know, for really for who they are. And um, it's not overproduced. And it's just a really lovely way of of, of hearing people and, and in, interacting with them in real time. Um, and that can be all over the world. So, uh, and then repurposing, the repurposing potential um, is massive as well. So for, for a podcast, using elements of it for blog and social. Uh, and so on. It's really good. I love it. 
Yeah, no, well, obviously me too. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing what I do. But I, I think you're right. It's also a great way if you if you kind of procrastinate a little bit with with content, it's a great way to get over those and perfectionism because live video is never going to be perfect. I mean, as we're seeing today, you know, I mean, actually, they, they, we're not really having any major technical problems at all. But sometimes you do, and it do, it doesn't matter. You you just keep going, but you're creating that content and you're engaging with people. So. I'm glad. I'm glad it's gone well with you with with the whole live side of things. So let's talk about creativity and innovation because a lot of people. I was saying about this earlier. Some people would identify as being very very creative. Yeah, I'm a I'm a creative person, and I suppose that's been my background. I you know I I trained as a singer. I was involved with music a lot, but it. Even I still suffer from some days. I just don't really feel like it. I just feel, or I get stuck in a rut and I just pump out the same content. Uh, and then some people yeah. just feel that they're not creative people. So, Joe, is there any hope? There, there is definitely hope. <laughs> and, and I think sometimes we think creativity is this magical thing that comes from a muse and it's sort of beamed down on us. And yes, there can be serendipitous creativity where we just have an idea from nowhere. Um, it's not really from nowhere. It's coming from the creative subconscious working on all sorts of other things we've been thinking about. But that's how it can feel. But actually, we, we know creativity is something you can develop. It's something we need to work at. And if you, you know, talk to any great writers, for instance, they say, actually, you know, how do we get creative is we show up every day and we write. We do the work. And I think it's the same. Um, also, I've had lots of conversations with business, um, with business owners and entrepreneurs who said, yeah, but what have I got that's interesting? What have I got to share? And, and actually, you know, just by stepping back and looking in at what you do from a different perspective um, is, is really rich with interesting content that people would want to hear about, I think. Um, so it's just about having a different perspective and, uh, you know, and, and having the discipline to sit down and, and say, right, I'm going to create something. You're right. Now, I'm, I'm trying to remember, there's a quote, I think it's from Somerset Maugham, and I can't remember, but it's something about, you know, it's about um, how, how, can you, how can you be creative each day? And it's something, how can you be, when, when you, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's a fantastic quote. I'll try and find it later, but it's all about the fact that he, he gets inspiration by just turning up every day for 15 minutes and, and just getting on with it. And sometimes we think we have to be, how do we get that inspiration? Uh, and so have you got any tips for us, Joe, before we actually talk about how I, how we can be creative in our content? How do we actually become more creative? Are there any tips? I mean, it could be like going for a walk or having a shower. I mean, those are the kind of stereotypical ways that we can get inspiration. Yeah. Are there any other things that we can do in our lives to facilitate that creativity and innovation? There definitely are. And I actually think before you go for that walk or before you have that shower um, is pose the challenge to yourself. Or so think through the thing that you want to work on. So what am I going to do in my next show? Or how might I create this content plan? Or, or what ideas do I have um, for, for sharing things? So ask yourself some questions. Maybe do a bit of reading, a bit of doodling. And then forget about it, go for a walk or a swim or a shower or a good sleep. And, and often the ideas will pop out and you'll have more um, and more useful ideas as a result of that. And actually that's been demonstrated by research. So by yes, take yourself away from it, but give yourself some input before you 
before you go and do something else. I think another great tip is to not just always go to the screen. So when you're doing your content plan or the show notes or whatever it is you're, you're doing for your own content is just get a pen and paper, create a mind map, do some doodles, um, play around. We actually think differently when we're using a pen and paper from how we think in, into a spreadsheet or a template or something like that. So take your thinking offline, play around with it and then come back and then consolidate it and sharpen it on the screen. So true. I, I, I find that fascinating that the whole thing about using pen and paper just works much better than typing it up. When I think you can do both. I think you can do both. But I think that initial thing, I've always found it much better just to write it down. And it's something about that tactile feeling of using the pen on the paper. Uh, And I find like going out on a walk, I haven't done this for ages, but I used to kind of have these retreat days. I'd go out on on my own, go for a walk with pen and paper. And it was those days where those those ideas would flood out. I think we, we need to do that. I tried to find that Somerset Morn quote and I can't find it. The only quote I can see of his is, if you want to eat well in England, eat three breakfasts, which oh. I can definitely uh, agree with. <laughs> do you have lunch and dinner as well as a three breakfast? Or is it- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, just a random, it's just a random quote. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and... I sort of agree with you about working on screen, right? And I, mean, I do a lot of work with with high tech innovation, you know, leading edge. So I am, I'm, I'm not, um, I, I think tech is fantastic. It's a brilliant enabler. Um, but if we do what we always do, we'll always think in the way that we've always thought. So we spend, if you're typing a lot online, actually, and you don't scribble too much, um, scribbling can just get you thinking differently. What we need to do is nudge ourselves out of, the, um, the, I suppose the, the tramway, the pathway that we've, we've created. So when we think, we think um, in a habitual way and, and that creates these neural pathways that become very ingrained. And what we want to do to be creative is nudge ourselves out of those um, and thinking down some new pathways, which are less well-trodden. So there's a bit of effort involved in that. So if it's feeling easy, sometimes if it feels a bit hard in the beginning, that's much better because it's starting thinking in a new direction so working in a different place going somewhere new even if it's if you're working from home sitting in a different part of the house for a little while in an armchair doing some doodling on some sticky notes could be a a good thing definitely i I think i I totally agree with the getting out of the house thing that that works really well with me I, i love i love working at home but getting out of the house is important do you think also for those of us who work on our own who have our own small businesses that we need other people as well. We need other people to bounce ideas off and there's only so much that you can do on your own. And if one thing the pandemic has taught us, I think is that we actually do need people, even if you're like an ultra introvert, (laughs) actually bouncing ideas of other people is important. Would you agree with that? I do. I think when we innovate in an echo chamber, or in a vacuum, then the things we come up with can often be less useful. Not always, there are exceptions for everything. But that said, we've all got our own creative thinking styles. So some people are find it really exciting and stimulating to be bouncing things off in a group and, and sharing ideas out loud with others. For, for, for some people, that's too noisy and distracting and they do need the time to, to step back and think. But that said, you know, get ideas and get input from others. 
Um, and there are lots of um, online tools, you know, you can use as well. So um, I'll often look at what people, uh, what questions people are asking um, on Google, what they're wanting to know, what they're asking on social. And I'm really thinking about um, how I can use um, that information to be really helpful um, and come at it with a different perspective. So providing some answers that Google can't, can't answer is useful as well. Definitely, definitely. And I love this from Pascal. He says, the pen is mightier than the keyboard. <laughs> great, yeah, great idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, using both, and actually you can, I, I've actually got one of these and I've not used it yet because I, I don't know why, because I love the idea. You can buy these notepads now uh, with a with a pen that you can, then you can rub out uh, like an eraser pen that allows you to scan it and digitize it. So you can have the best of both worlds. You can, so, and, and that brings me on to my next thing, which I, I, I want to talk to you about. And it's the bit that a lot of us get excited about. We've, we've talked about creativity in a very holistic way, which I think is important. But what apps and technology can we, we use? There's always an app for everything, but it's, it, how does technology play in all of this, in, in helping us be more creative and innovative? Uh, it could be note-taking apps. It could be mind map tools. It could be, I don't know, you tell, tell me, Joe, because this is, this is your area of expertise. How does technology yeah, so, help? Um, so I'm a huge believer. Um, and, and again, you know, the research supports this in creating a second brain. And that's having somewhere where uh, you're storing all your ideas, all your thoughts, all your references. Um, because if we try and use our head as an office, um, it, it's not a great thing to do. We're using your working capacity. We're using it working memory and we're blocking the creative process. Um, also, what happens is uh, we sort of, we're not closing the loop inside our mind that something is in a safe place. So we're working harder than we need to do mentally. So having a second brain means having somewhere where you can put things, um, where your brain knows they're safe, and then it can work on other things uh, and continue to develop th the things that you know, you've know you written down um, elsewhere. I love Trello, for instance. So um, Trello, uh, you can create different boards, put all your thoughts there, um, attach uh, documents and files and so on. Um, Notion. And I also really like some of the um, visioning um, apps. There's a brilliant um, visioning app called Envision. And that really sort of helps you set the scene before you start to do any creative work. You can think for 10 minutes and just think about what it is you're aiming to do. And it puts you in the right mindset to go and do that. So there's some great apps. What do you, what, which ones do you use, Ian? So is, is that Envision? Is that the one there that I've got on the screen? It is, yeah. I think so. It this is. is N, so it's E N and then Vision dot A P P. So I haven't come across this, but I'm always yeah interested in in new apps um, that I haven't come across, and, and that looks really cool. So definitely check out. And, there's, and I think you mentioned Trello, uh, which is great. And it kind of it sounds like I lo I love what you're saying there, Joe, because I often feel that my brain is just a jumble of all these ideas and thoughts and. I'm a big believer definitely at offloading what's on your brain and putting it. And I think you, we need to find the right place for each of those things. And so I've, I've been trying to discover like which tools are the best place for different things, you know, because I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a hoarder. I've got like Evernote and I've got Trello and I've got an Asana and I've got all these things. And then I get confused about where I'm putting them all. So my big thing at the moment is trying to work out which is the best tool for different things. And so 
I do use Asana as a project management tool. I actually, Tonya, basically my assistant uses that and I just let her get on with it and I don't really go in there. <laughs> it's kind of, um, but that's great. I do, I use Trello from a personal point of view. So we've got things like, I, I found like um, when we don't know what to do on a rainy day or a, a day, um, we know in the holidays, we, I've got a board in there. So we, it's got loads of different ideas, which is great. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of working out at the moment. I'm trying to discover all these tools. I've got, you know, the, there are to-do apps. There are um, note-taking apps. There's, I, I do use Evernote as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on this journey at the moment. So maybe ask me in a couple of months and I'll, I'll give you my definitive answer to that. But, uh, uh yeah. I've got so many, so many, I mean, last pass of course is, is a, is a group or, you know, some kind of a password app is great for all those things that we shouldn't have to remember or putting your passport information in there as well. So there's loads of different tools. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, it's about, I don't think any tool is perfect, but it's about no. finding one that you can easily access and sticking with it. So the, the sticking with it is key. And I know, um, Ian, you've talked about on your show a, a few times, um, ADHD, you know, and I, uh, I have um, adult ADHD with, with hyperfocus. So I'm full of ideas you know, and I'm have, the, having them all the time and trying to, things inspire me. Uh, so having somewhere to capture them is actually really very calming as well uh, because you've not got to hold on to things. They sit somewhere. And in those times where we're not feeling particularly you know, creative, we can turn, go to that and it's a great resource that we can use to then um, use as a springboard to pick something and start working on that. So we've always yeah. got that collection of ideas ready to go. Definitely. I think, I think so many creative people have ADHD. It's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. And I, I think, yeah, I, I've found actually, uh, we, I think we all work differently, whether you have ADHD or not, you know, we, we're all, I think we're all probably on some kind of spectrum, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think um, one thing that I've found is I, I have to like have a, like an, this is going to sound, I'm, I'm going to sound like a complete nutter here, but I have to have like an afternoon nap most days. And it's sometimes it's like 10 minutes and it's like this way of just restarting my brain um, just to kind of like start again, because I've got all these jumbles of ideas in my head. But what I'm thinking is if I was to put into practice what you're teaching here, which is, you know, using these apps or note-taking and putting all those ideas down, maybe I wouldn't need to do that because... I've just, I've stored it on my hard drive and I'm not trying to kind of, so I'm thinking very computery here, but I'm not having to store it in my RAM, in my memory. I'm just storing it on the yeah. hard drive, you know? Yeah. And then your brain can switch off and you can enjoy the things, the other things that you want to do more because, because, um, you know, your creative subconscious knows that those, those ideas are safe, which is, which yeah. is really important. Um, and also nothing gets lost because. Um, ideas and, and bits of inspiration are like butterflies. They they flutter off and then they're gone. And it's a shame to lose them. So, you know, yeah. let's let's grab Definitely. them, keep them safe uh, and have them somewhere where they're, they're ready to use when the time is right. I think it's it's important to have, so just to, 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 to work out what the way your brain is, have a notepad by your bed because quite often you'll 
you know, you'll wake up and you'll have an idea, write it down. The other thing that I found is, is have a, like a, um, an app where you can record things. It could record things. It could be like uh, voice memos on your phone or whatever, because sometimes you're not in a position to write things down, just like record something and make sure you're, you're storing it somewhere is good. And if you want to know a few more apps, I had Eric Fisher on the show, and this is episode 134. If you go to iag.me forward slash 134, he recommended quite a few apps. He's another fellow ADHDer as well, and uh, but he's very much into productivity. Um, so if you wanted to, to know a few more apps, then that's a good one to look at. So, Joe, when it comes to our lives, our, our live shows, sorry, not our lives, <laughs> um, how can we be more creative and, and in what ways can we be more creative when we were just be, as we were planning for the show you were talking about the different ways that we can be creative and you mentioned the content topics themes and delivery can you maybe talk a little bit more about that and how we can be more creative I, just yeah, know you get I think the first thing is actually to to be yourself and um, because there's only one of you there's only yeah. one of you that's had your unique set of experiences, got your wisdom, thinks like you have, has your set of ideas and has your take on things. So there's a lot of originality can actually come from, from you expressing your point of view, how you use something, how you do something and really sort of stepping into your space and doing you. And that's the number one rule. And from there, there on in, your content, your planning and your delivery will be some sort of manifestation, some outward expression of that. So being really clear about the difference that you want to make, what's the purpose? Because purposeful creativity is key, I think. Mm. We don't have purpose. We can be creative in all sorts of directions and then it doesn't really add up to make a significant difference. It just feels very scattered. So be clear on your purpose, be clear on what you're all about and just be yourself and then go forward and make that difference. The other really important tip I'd say is don't just look to people in your field, in your domain, in your area of expertise for creative inspiration. Of course, we can learn loads from those people. But if you only ever do that, you'll only ever be a poor copy of what they're doing potentially at best. So look outside of your domain, look in completely different areas. I was listening to, I haven't heard of him for years. I was listening to a DJ called uh, Steve Wright, a radio DJ. And I was thinking his production's amazing on this radio show and the whole style is very unique. There are things I could learn from that. So learn from unexpected places and bring it in uh, to what you do. That's such an important point, Joe. Thank you for that. It's just a great reminder because I think deep down I've known that, but how often do we actually just look at what's happening in our own industry? I mean, we do it all the time. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big problem, I think, in the live video world, you know, those of us who are actually teaching live video. Because of course, we all, all of us who teach and do live video, we all know each other really well. And we're always looking at each other and what we're doing. And going down the comparison comparisonitis route, which is always bad, you know, but being inspired by others is so important. And uh, looking outside, I mean, I even think looking outside live video, you know, go to a concert, go to a theatre, watch TV, watch a movie, listen to some music, get ideas outside of this and, and 
that can really inspire you to to do something different. And also what you said about being kind of, I don't think you said this exactly, but just being happy with who you are. Don't try and be a carbon copy of other people. Those of you who are watching, well, even if you're listening, you can tell that Joe and I, we're not like super energetic people. I mean, sometimes I get excited, but like, you know, you'll watch some live videos where the the guests uh, and the host are just like so full of energy. You just, it's ridiculous. But if you feel that you're quieter, you're more shy, that's totally cool because there will be some people out there that will prefer that and they don't want to watch the super energized person. And likewise, if you're super energized, don't apologize for being super energized. Just be yourself. I'm sure you'd agree with that, Joe. I, I would agree with that. And, and actually one of my um, one of my heroes uh, at the moment in terms of thought leader heroes is a guy called Andrew Huberman. And he's a neuroscientist um, at Stanford. And he has a podcast and YouTube show, not a live video, and he, his YouTube videos are essentially him in a black shirt on a black, with a black background and a microphone talking uh, on the neuroscience theme for over two hours. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's so rich in information and insight and latest. But, you know, his style is very humble, um, but very well informed and very gracious. And uh, he's quite a young, a, a young uh, neuroscientist. You know, and that is, that's amazing. He's making such a difference with the work that he's doing in terms of informing us about how we can use neuroscience uh, in our day-to-day lives. Um, so it doesn't have to be all out there. It doesn't have to be a particular format. There's no magic formula. Um, find what works for you and, mm. and really, you know, make that your own and step into that and keep, uh, you know, refine it. Definitely. And I think that's important what you said, refine it. You know, so st- it doesn't have to start perfect well it's never going to be perfect but you know it doesn't have to be full professional production value the the most important thing is the content being you know really high value and in in that case that you're talking about about that neuroscientist and and I've I've seen it in in other places where I'm absolutely compelled to watch an hour and a half's worth of content and it's just talking head videos uh, mm. which we're told we should do less of. I mean, this is one thing I want to go kind of go on to in a minute. Like th- this show today, I try my I try my best to 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 change the scene. You know, if it's uh, us two together, or going to you, or going to me, you know, I can change the scenes, which I think is good, and it, it makes it easier on the eye. But if the content is so intriguing and so fascinating. You almost don't need that. I mean, I still think it's good to do it, but we should be focusing on the value first. Now, just uh, we've got a couple of comments. (laughs) Martin Buckland says, I'm a member of the ADHD club too. It's exclusive. (laughs) And uh, Reg says, thank you. Thank you for the suggestions. Great value here. Thank you, Reg. It's um, um, our pleasure. Great to have you here. So uh, that being said... Be your, you know, talking about being yourself and it doesn't need to be like mega professional and all that kind of stuff. But surely there are things that we can do from a tech point of view or delivery point of view that can make it more innovative and and interesting and different. Because let's face it, when it comes to Facebook Live or YouTube Live or wherever it is, people have got so much content to look at and to choose from why should they bother 
stopping and watching the Confident Live marketing show or or the show that you do. By the way, tell us what, what the, your show is. Um, what, what's the name of your show? So my show is the Idea Time Show and I um, I use uh, Restream and Ecamm Live and uh, stream to um, YouTube, a uh, couple of Facebook channels and LinkedIn as well. So awesome. my, I'm Dr. Joe North on LinkedIn. And I talk about innovation, uh, innovation themes. So I've just been talking about trends for 2022 and how you can use those uh, in your your own business to think about what next and, and where to go, for instance. Um, mm. But I think I think you're, you're right, you know, why should people stop and, and watch? And um, so it's about being creative with, with titles. It's about being creative with the thumbnails and things that, that you use and how you describe it. Um, it's also about showing people how they can be involved and sort of what's in it for, for them, really. You know, what are they going to get out of, of watching this? But also storytelling. And that's why some of these, you know, the talking head um, things work really well, because actually what we're doing is we're hearing people tell their stories in a different way. And even if there's a technical subject, um, you know, you can bring your story and share how you use that technical aspect or how you do that thing, um, your experiences with it, good and bad, and, and really, you know, make it uh, far more human because that's compelling. We are, um, we're designed to listen into stories. Um, we're designed to be emotionally connected to stories. So storytelling can work wonders um, as a creative yeah. thing. It's so important because like, those of you watching live or the replay, or if you're listening to the podcast, I mean, hopefully you're finding this subject interesting. But if we were just talking about this from a very theoretical point of view, it would be far less interesting because it would feel just less useful. We want, we want to kind of, what we're trying to do on this show is talk about a subject in a way that you, the listener, you, the viewer, can take it and make change some aspect of your life. I mean, it sounds a bit grand to say that, but in a way that's what we're doing. And so telling stories, would you agree with me, Joe? Because this, the whole storytelling thing is something that I've struggled with to kind of grasp. I, I think I am doing it. I just, it's just the, the use of the word storytelling that always kind of used to boggle my mind. But do you think that is our, that is what we're trying to do? We're trying to make an impact in people's lives. We're trying to make the the subject more uh, useful and personable to to those people. Can you help us with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the reason that we uh, make any decision is it, we're actually driven by emotion rather than logic. So the logic has still got to stack up, otherwise there'll be a, you know a dissonance difference. But we we do everything. We stop and watch something or. We pay attention to something, we use something because of how we want to feel. And, and we, you know, we're not going to watch something that, unless we really have to, that's super dry. Uh, we want to get information across in a way that's really entertaining and accessible um, and human and, uh, and positive so that people are confident to go out and do those things. Um, and I think that's where just just being yourself comes in but thinking about where are those little examples of things that you can um that you can weave in so for instance i do a lot of lives and um, with all sorts of, of organizations as i've said there could be uh, in the nuclear industry or a group of museums or um retailers or you know small business startups and um it's about bringing examples and i don't necessarily mean you know apple do this or amazon are doing this 
it's about your examples and your experiences. I've had lots of live experiences where I've been talking for ages and then realised that the mic wasn't on. And and those small stories about things that have gone well and not so well for you, um, weave them in. And that's all we need to do. It's not some big magic secret formula. It's just little small things that can really elevate uh, the creativity. Yeah, totally true. I think empathy is is like the strong emotion here. If if mm. your audience can empathise with you, if if they feel that oh, like Joe sounds like me, is it like I I used to struggle with that, and and but she's managed to to sort it out. Maybe maybe there's hope for me, and she's telling me what I can do about it. Oh, this is awesome. I think that's great. There's a lot of talk about uh, transparency and. Uh, vulnerability. I mean, being vulnerable is 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 the word. And I think there's a balance. Uh, somebody kind of was joking me with me about this. I posted on Facebook a while ago about you know how important is being vulnerable in your content. And somebody quite rightly said, if I needed brain surgery, I don't, wouldn't want a brain surgeon who was being vulnerable. <laughs> and I thought, okay, that's fair enough. But for those of us who are maybe coaches, consultants, small business. Uh, owners. How important is being vulnerable? Do you think that is the right word to use when on our content? No. No. No, I don't. I think it's about being you know, about being honest, but sometimes where you know where you are feeling super vulnerable, um, I'd suggest that you sort of come to terms with that and think about what are the learnings from that before you share them. So we don't have to share everything in real time necessarily. Uh, I just think it's about being, you know, not trying to be anything that we're not, um, but but still putting our best best foot forward in a way that is most likely to to help people. So it's good to um, admit mistakes. It's good to share those mistakes. Help us learn, and they can help other people learn as well. And they encourage people on the journey. I mean, I used to really hate presenting, and I was a nervous wreck. Um, and it's quite some years ago, but I. HR director in a business I worked inside as an employee um, saying you know you really need to sort that out Joe you're so uncomfortable you make us feel uncomfortable what you've got to say is really good but you're a nervous wreck um, and I worked really hard on presentations and um, now people say well you present naturally you seem so natural but you know put the work in and sometimes it's about sharing some of those things because it can look easy from the outside looking in the creativity and innovation you know if you put the work in and do the right things then usually good stuff happens at the end of it i was terrified the first time i went live ian i really was wow. I, it was it was comedic i chose a time where i thought nobody would be watching <laughs> and then somebody popped up you know as, as they do um and it was my friend nigel being supportive um and i think i was on there for about i don't know 20 seconds and then i bottled it um but you've got to do and and practice that you know and with the creative things you're doing try it try some different things it may or may work it doesn't matter either way um but you're not going to learn unless you try oh yeah absolutely so much of what you said there was fantastic joe i mean it's i think the whole yeah the use of the word vulnerable i think is is flawed um i i, I think we're misusing the word and i think mm. yes we want to be real the, 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 I, I like the word raw, but again, I think it, the, there, is, there are caveats attached. And I think 
what you said, let some time pass. If you are feeling, I don't know, you're feeling depressed or you're having a bad day, I mean, you then it might be best just to kind of wait until you're feeling better and then talk about what it was like and how you got through that, talking about it in the past tense. Otherwise, I think part of the problem can be that you know, you're ending up dumping stuff on your audience and that's that's not good. Uh, and I've seen that happen, actually, some creators and you kind of start to feel uncomfortable watching. And so you don't, you don't want that. Um, but yeah, and the other thing, what you said about, you know, thank you for, for being real about the first time that you went live because a lot of people will be watching you, Joe, listening to you, think, well, like Joe's like super confident. She's like, that's not true. How, how could she ever feel like that? Um, but so many of us have struggled with that, myself included. I remember the first time I went live, I was absolutely petrified. I tried to get out of it and I, I'm, I should have called myself the reluctant live video guy at the start, but, uh, we, we, we're all, yeah, we're all on the journey. We, we are. And I think this is, this is important for, for live shows and, and thinking mm. about plans for 2022. Um, try some of that stuff that you'd love to do that might be a bit scary. Um, if you're not sure how to do it, then, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, put that in the comments and, and Ian knows how to do everything to do with live video. Um, and it's been a huge help to me, but I think, you know, give some things a go, try them. Don't be afraid of, of that bit of tech or, you know, if you've never used a stream deck, give a stream deck a go, or if you've never used a, a countdown, I don't know, um, but, but try some of these things, practice with them um, and, and have some fun with it. I think that's really important too. Yeah. I think you're right. Having fun, and I, I've been feeling this recently uh, with this show. I've not be I've not been getting bored with it, but I've started to get itchy feet and think, "Oh, I need to." And then I realised I haven't tried anything new recently. I need to try something new. So, like for me, I've not been doing the countdown at the beginning because I just wanted to test that out. I don't know whether it's going to work or not, but let's try it. Uh, what are other ways that we can do just to kind of mess things up a bit. And I think we all, we're all different. I, I did, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the strength finders, um, yeah, thing, yeah. but which is great. There's a way of finding out what your top strengths are. One of my top strengths is adaptability. And I actually do love doing different things. I get bored very easily if I do the same thing. So, but some people are not like that. They're very, they like to do the same thing all the time. And if they don't, they actually feel a bit uncomfortable. For people who are like that, Joe, how can how can they get a bit more adaptable, mm-hmm. if that's the right word? Um, I think in general, whether it's um, live video or not, we should always be at the, the edge of our comfort zone. Mm. So um, if you imagine the comfort zone as being sort of a circle around ourselves, you know, to, to be on, on the edge there and sometimes just doing something that's on the border and steps into, um, steps into the uncomfortable, because if not, what happens is that comfort zone actually, um, shrinks and, and we just become stuck there. So just be experimenting, do things that, um, you know, a a little thing at a time, uh, this is something about avoiding change for change's sake. Um, but think what might add value, what might you enjoy doing and, um, set yourself, you know, a challenge of trying it and the success comes in giving it a go, not in whether it works or it doesn't work. Uh, because we're talking about live video, you know, there's very, there are very rare situations where live, live video is a case of life and death. Um, 
so it's okay you know we, we can experiment and also you can practice um you know all the tools are great you can practice offline as well and just uh, and get that right before you do it so just don't get stuck um but when you change things also remember what's the magic ingredient what is your individual secret source that's the thing to hang on to that's the thing that's the red thread but still evolve around that and how you communicate that and how you do that definitely and if you're not living life on the edge you're taking up too much room said somebody famous once okay uh, <laughs> I, like the, I like the three breakfast quotes that resonates <laughs> <laughs> yes i know oh dick i don't know coming up with all of these things today but yeah no that that was that was really really helpful and i think we all know our comfort level and I, I, I found it fascinating what you said it's so so true that if we're not pushing out uh, towards our comfort zone or comfort uh, whatever it is this barrier that actually shrinks and yeah i think we should be pushing against that more often so thank you so much we are out of time joe how did that happen we i mean we could i think we could have so much more of a conversation on this but how can people find out more about you if they're interested in them as a as a business becoming more creative and innovative this is obviously something that you can help with how can people find out more about you so i've got loads of free stuff um um so bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources and uh so go with all the free downloads and things that i've got i hope you find them useful and uh, i hang out on linkedin a lot so you'll find me as dr joe north and i'd really love to connect with you Awesome. So I think this is the page here at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. There's loads of stuff there, which looks really cool. So thank you, Joe. And yeah, LinkedIn is is a good place to to follow Joe. Uh, and of course, you've got you've got your live show as well. So tell us yeah. how if we uh, want to be watching that, where's the best place to I know you're kind of broadcasting everywhere, but uh, how can we yeah. find out more about that? So yeah, follow me and um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. So that's uh, the Big Bang Partnership YouTube channel. And you'll get um, alerts if you if you hit that bell on there. And also, of course, if we connect, um, which I hope we will, on LinkedIn, then you'll get um, alerts and things when I'm going live as well. So I aim to go live around about once every every week on an innovation theme. So uh, I also love to hear what works for you. So let me know. And um, I look forward to seeing you in 2022, I hope. Definitely. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast, it already is 2022 because I'm so super organized, you wouldn't believe. Uh, all down to, not because of, I am organized. Well, I suppose I am, but because of the process that I've put into place. Um, and if you do want to connect with Joe, do send her a personalized request on LinkedIn and just let her know that you have been listening or watching the Confident Live Marketing Show. That would be awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I don't know why it's taken us so long to have you on the show we we did we have done a live show together of course back in september uh at the port of tyne which was great fun and we actually did that in person that we was did. fun it was really good fun and um and ian thank you for having me on the show as well for inviting me onto the show i've loved it and also thank you for all your other help um throughout this year um in helping me with my live live video you've been awesome as always so thank oh, well, you 
Thank you, Joe. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Shows today. Show, no, show.